0: Alright, Questers, welcome back to another episode with Success Quest. Today, I am your host, Caleb Byer, and I am so excited to introduce to you our special guest for the day. Um, She is a certified life coach and has been for quite some time. I'm really excited. She also has she wants to do a podcast. She's writing a book. Um, She's a mother of five. Um, I introduce to you, Kamini Wood.
1: Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here.
0: (laughs) I almost like wish I had an applause button in that moment. That (laughs) way, it was because I always say that, and in my head. I have an applause going on, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, comedy. We're so excited to have you here. Um, especially because you're a life coach is just like right down the alley of what success quest is and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, questers we're really excited to have her here because um, the topic of today is something maybe we really, we really haven't like gone into detail about. Um, and that is self compassion. Um, but as always, before we dive right into the topic, I want you guys to get to know comedy a little bit more. Um, and she helped me say her name correctly, right? So don't be too impressed that I'm saying her name correct. And I am, by the way, but I had to review it with her a little bit beforehand. But comedy, um, please go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, who you are and maybe why you are.
1: And why I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, as you said, the mom of five. I am married. I live in North Carolina. I am a certified life coach, but that's just A very nice way of saying that I work with people on trying to help them remember how resilient they are. Um, What I do is what I believe. And what I believe is that each of us is unique. And if we can learn to let go of living our life to external expectations and external validations, that's when we actually become present in our life. And we move from taskless masters to actually being engaged in our everyday life. Um, why I am who I am. Uh, truthfully, uh, my children were my catalyst to where I am now and why I became and why I do what I do. Um, I am a recovering, people-pleasing perfectionist myself. I'm a high achiever. Wow, a yes. type. yes. <laughs> I'm a type A. I am the nec- queen of nexterism, meaning, you know, <laughs> have a task, get it done, move to the next one. You really don't ever truly enjoy what it is you're working on. Um, and then as a mom... I saw my kids emulating that and emulating the people pleasing wow. habit. and I took pause and said, "Okay, it's time to figure this out. You know, work on myself, self transformation, all of that fun stuff." And as I went through that work, I realized this was my calling. My calling yeah. was to take what I've learned and to help other people. And so now I work with other high achievers, Type A's. I work with adults and teenagers because, again, as a mom wow. I went to five. I've got the range. I've got 18 down to six. (laughs) I recognize that a lot of my issues started when I was younger and then into my teen years. Now you add in where teens are currently with all of the additional pressures that they have, especially social media. Um, And yeah, I I want to be that person that they have, you know, because mom and dad get to be mom and dad. And some of these teens need that third party who can help support them and help them deal with the stressors that are coming their way. So that as they get older and they go to college and they become adults, they know that they have the tools to handle the pressures that are going to come.
0: Yeah. That, that was really well said by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that too, because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. I mean, the focus is obviously on adults and it's harder to get into that dynamic, um, that demographic. And I think people just don't realize that everything you are and we are stems from our past, you know, and yeah. so it starts there. And that's really that age where you're developing all sorts of questions and you're really establishing what your brain is going to be like for the rest of your life, what your mentality is going to be like for the rest of your life. Um, so I, I, I thank you for that. That's awesome that you're focusing on that um, because it's, it's definitely something well needed. Um, you brought up this and I want to kind of talk about what you've already just kind of brought up. I, I like some of the things you were saying, like become more resilient, um, become more present in your life. Um, and the fact that you started seeing that a lot of that happening in your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find out that there was commonality between what you were seeing in your children and what you were seeing in the world?
1: Um, so truthfully, uh, it took me seeing it in my kids to slow down and take pause and to realize, Oh, that came from me. And then as I started to evaluate me I started to look around and say, oh, wow, like this isn't, I, this is part of self-compassion, right, is yeah. learning that you're not isolated. What you're experiencing is your own experience and how you, um, you know, your reality is based on your own thoughts, right, and, and in your own belief system. So you and I, for instance, are going to experience the same party, for, for example, um, different." Just because we're gonna have our own thoughts about the party or whatever it may be. So we're gonna experience it differently. However, it'll be similar. And so as I was going through my own self-transformation and that work, I realized I'm not alone in this. There are several people who are going through this same common issue. And that's how I was drawn to say, okay, well, first I'm gonna break the cycle in my own family, and then how can I help others move forward um, and take what I've learned and hopefully. You know the the transformation process won't be as long and ar- arduous for them because I can, what <laughs> I've learned and helped them along the way and the tools right. that I've created and help them with those.
0: So. And that's powerful. I mean, check you out helping your own family before you decide to step out of those boundaries and help other people. It's kind of like putting the. I'm sure everyone's kind of heard that uh, when you're in a a situation like an airplane or whatever, yep. um, and yep. you're yep. crashing. your oxygen mask first. Yes, yes, thank you. Yep. I was like, yep. I'm like <laughs> stumbling over my words, you know, whatever. Um, but. I love this idea of resilience, um, and I actually would like you to expound on that more. What does it mean to you to be <laughs> resilient?
1: So I actually love that question. Um, so first of all, what, I start with what is resilience? Resilience is your way to face adversity. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, what are you talking about? What you, building resilience. Really, what it comes down to is how do you handle stress and overwhelm? Because what happens is when we're in a state of stress and overwhelm, if we don't take ourselves out of that state and we stay in that state for too long, a too prolonged a period of time, we end up staying in that fight or flight or freeze mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's when our emotional state and our physical state starts to suffer from trauma, from trauma and we end up in post-traumatic stress disorder and all sorts of other issues. Wow. So, um, for me, resilience means how do I face adversity and how do I manage my stress and overwhelm?
0: I like already that that definition kind of goes against what people maybe want to hear. It's about facing adversity, right? Not avoiding adversity. Right. Because you can't. There's no right. way. There's no right. way. That any, I don't know anyone who's gone throughout their life that hasn't. They're just like, oh, yeah, I don't have adversity in my life. My life is fantastic. I have all the money I need. I, I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. It's like, Yep. <laughs> you can't have that. Um, so that's, and going to becoming present. What is, why is that important in a, a human life?
1: Being present is so important because um, otherwise what you're doing, it, it, I talked to this a little bit before where it's like you're just going from task to task and you're not ever actually experiencing what is going on in your life. Um, I will say, like for instance, a few summers ago, um, I was definitely stressed and overwhelmed and had so many things going on and managing all of the balls in the air, juggling and trying to keep everything in order. And I remember getting to the end of the summer and my kids were going back to school and I realized I had no idea what we had done that summer. Like I I couldn't remember any specific event, any specific thing we did. And I realized like that's when you know life is passing you by. And yep. at the end of all of this, what you know, what what is it that's important? Is it getting every single thing on your task list done, or is it actually being present with the people that mean the most to you? Yeah, that's really, what it comes down to. That,
0: uh, that's fantastic. Uh, do you think that's the reason that we kind of just fall into that is is society based? We see that in schools. Do we see that at home or work? Is that why we're kind of programmed to be like that? Not. Being
1: I do think that there is like we almost look at people who aren't busy. You know, like if, if you walked up to somebody and you said, you know, what's going on? How, you know and, and they just said, Oh, nothing. I'm kinda I've got all this time on my hands and so on and so forth. We all know that in the back of my mind we're like, Oh, lazy. That person's lazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, right. Versus, like, oh, they have all versus, this time.
1: It, it's almost like a badge of honor, like, oh, I've gotta do this and I've gotta do this and then I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do this and it's I know especially talking to moms, it's like the mom who doesn't have that list of things to do, or like, oh what's wrong with her? So
0: That's it's a badge stigma. of honor.
1: It's a badge of honor to carry. And and even I was just talking to my son about this the other day in terms of college, because he's sixteen and so he's starting to think about it. Yeah. And he was talking to me about how there you have to have the list of things, you know, on your resume. And so it's almost even like our educational system is set up to to you know, program us to think we've got to have 18 things on this resume that we're submitting in order to get accepted to college. And it's, you know, when you're doing those 18 things, how present are you in each of those things?
0: Yeah. It's It's almost like you were talking about before, kind of like doing robotically task after task. And we're seeing each other maybe even systemically as a uh, a plus B plus students yeah. as extracurricular this extracurricular yeah. that I've done this I have this experience and you're walking around and it's like your face you are just like this resume and yeah. you you have to take off those blinders you know to realize that you have a life yeah. um that there are other things that you should be prioritizing uh, yeah I, I and to
1: that, to that exact point I'm um, bringing back my son and teens in general um one of the things he was talking about, because he's also, he plays sports. And so, you know, he's in the recruiting situation and he was, he actually made the comment, you know, they're just going to see a transcript and they make a decision based on that. And it's like, yeah. oh, and
0: that's when killer. he said that,
1: I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> not right. You know, cause like you are so much more than a GPA on this piece of paper. Right. Um, and the fact that our kids are internalizing that and think that their self-worth is determined by a number on a that's piece of paper is really disturbing. <laughs> that should, yeah.
0: That should run deep for everyone. You know, like, wait a second, 16 a year old should not be seeing themselves like that. Right. You know,
1: right. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. And so is this something you bring up a lot with? I mean, obviously you do it with your children. Is this something you yeah. find bringing up your, uh, with your clients a lot? Oh,
1: for sure. For sure. Cause it goes to this concept of let's not, de- we, we have to move past the defining ourselves by these external validations these external numbers and so especially with the team clients you know it, it, it's figuring out what are your values and how do you define yourself and taking the time to actually say define yourself for yourself and not from these external places because unfortunately we don't get to control we don't get to control if a recruiter does that we don't get to control True. if society does that but we do get to control how we see ourselves yeah and that's ultimately what we can what we can focus on so that's where, where I spend a majority of my time with my
0: money. I mean, so let's, let's focus on that a little bit. Like how, how do you with the client help them remove those, those blinders, the things that are making them see the way society or systemically yeah. we should be seeing, how do you help them define who they are?
1: Well, um, there's a series of things that I do, but the first thing that we, we always do is we uncover the story is. Not as much with my teens because, you know, they're younger, but we, with my adult clients, we'll uncover the story that they've they've written for themselves. And then we try to look back on those patterns and those those thoughts that have shaped that story. But a big part of what we do is we figure out what are their values? How do they see themselves? How, what are their strengths? What do they see their strengths as? What do they see, um, like, in terms of the value of their strengths? And then what are they grateful for? Because a lot of times in gratitude, we can uncover for ourselves what we feel about ourselves. So it's a process of really going through and figuring out um, how do you see yourself and where are your core values? Because ultimately if you always go back to your personal core values, you're going to start to be able to remove the blinders of society. It's when we, don't listen to our core values and we start defining ourselves by these outside sources that we are continuing to keep those blinders on.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think you fit so many good points there. And I, I, I want you to now help me tie this in like to everything that you're doing, everything you're trying to accomplish with people, how big of a role does self-compassion play in all those people?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting. Cause one of the things that pops up a lot is I, w- I want more self-confidence. That's great. And I love that concept. But in order to become your own self-leader, it's not just self-confidence and it's not self-esteem. It's this third pillar of self-compassion. And the way that I bring that into what we do is we talk about the fact that, first of all, you have to learn to forgive yourself and recognize that you are a human having a human experience. And you can only do as well as you can do with the information you have at any given time. And so you may set forth with a goal or you want something to go a certain way and it doesn't go that way. And it's learning to slow it down and saying, you know what? I did the best I could in this moment and recognizing it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, but then taking away from it. Okay, well, what can I learn from this situation and how can I move that going forward? The second part of self-compassion is what I spoke about a little bit earlier, which is that you're not alone. You're not isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's this concept of recognizing common humanity. You know, there are other people who have gone through similar situations, learning to become vulnerable with, a, with the right people. You know, it's not like walking around and like crying to every person you meet on the street. It's finding your people, your support system, and then learning to become vulnerable and sharing what's going on in your life and not um, living in shame. I think a lot of people um, either feel guilty or shameful and they don't talk about it. And it's learning to say, I'm not alone. Other people have experienced something similar. Yeah. And vocalizing it and bringing it to light because that's again how you can learn. Um, the other part of self compassion is um, non judgment, which kind of goes with the self forgiveness, which is if something doesn't go your way, recognizing um, it didn't go your way, but then not sitting there criticizing yourself for hours on end. Because again, oh, that's the worst. That. Yeah, I mean, we all do it. I mean, I'm guilty of it routinely, but it's it's catching yourself when that happens and then recognizing I'm okay. It's going to be fine. This is what I learned, and this is how I can move forward. And then that third part of self-compassion is um, mindfulness, which is a huge buzzword right now. But to me, what mindfulness is, um, it's about getting present in your moment. It's about slowing yourself down. Um, The best analogy I have for mindfulness and getting present is um, like a snow globe. And when you shake up the snow globe, the snow is like, fluttering all around and you can't see through the water. Yeah. But when you place it down on the table and you leave it alone for a minute or two, that snow settles and suddenly you can see through the water. It's sort of the same thing in terms of self-compassion. It's giving yourself those few moments to settle down to let whatever emotion or thought was there rise and crest, settle it down. And then you'll be able to see your next best step. And that is what mindfulness means to me. It's being able to settle down for a few moments in order to then be able to see your next best move forward.
0: No, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, you, you've just said so many like golden nuggets, you know, and I, <laughs> I hope questers, I hope you guys are listening and pay attention because self compassion, obviously all these things that she listed, there's subcategories of that. And you already know how important those things are in your life. And you already know how difficult sometimes it can be to obtain those things. Like you, I commonly you, you mentioned forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hard thing for people to do. Why? Why is it so hard? Like we're, we're humans, right? But why is that such a part of us to hate ourselves when we make big failures or we make big mistakes?
1: I think it comes from the it's judgment, right? And it's the it's the cognitive distortions that we create in our own minds. It's if I fail at this, nobody's going to like me, or if I fail at this, the world is going to end. Right. It's my son saying if I get, you know, a C on this chemistry test, I'm never gonna be able to get into the college that I want to get into. And it's like we just are we let our minds go there because we live in this this, this state of judgment and it's learning to become non-attached to outcomes. Ooh,
0: it's not, I like and, that. And,
1: and that is huge. I'm not saying detachment, because detachment means that you're like numbing yourself and you're not even present. What I'm talking about is non-attachment. It's it, it's showing up, it's doing the best we can. But without attaching to how we need something to, you know, what the outcome we need it to be, you know, it's learning to be like, I'm doing the best I can, I'm showing up, I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward, and then allowing things to be as they are yeah. going to be. It
0: is, it's interesting. I love how like all the things that you've said so far, they, they flow within each other, right? The forgiving yourself fo- flows in with the non judgment. And I really loved when you said, um, not attaching ourselves to outcomes because I think that's like the biggest reason why we beat up on ourselves. I actually I had someone talk to me once um, about that, and it's like, it's as if we all coming into this world just like have this full fledged membership to the self beaters club, and, it's like, <laughs> and we just it's the worst, right? And every time yeah. you try to cancel, and like you're you're you can't. <laughs> it's so right. difficult, and yep. it's it's being able to. Uh, not totally just unattach ourselves from what we are and what we're trying to define ourselves as. It's being able to not attach ourselves with outcomes. And I think right. that's that's a beautiful statement, honestly, because I, I've never really thought of it like that before. I've never had that perspective. Um, yeah. Going forward, um, forgiving yourself—yeah, as difficult as it can be—that's a great way to overcome mm-hmm. how hard it is to forgive yourself. Um, and it kind of goes into your next point when you talked about you're just doing the best that you can with the information Mm -hmm. that you have, with your circumstances like that. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um,
1: Yeah. And to that point about forgiving yourself and, and you're doing the best you can. One of the practices I do give my clients is at the end of every night, for instance, just slow it down for a second and say, you know, I forgive myself for, and then list three to five things. And then a practice of I am proud of myself for, and then three to five things. Because just doing that little practice allows that time to actually, you know, forgive yourself for anything that could have popped up during that course that day. But it's also celebrating the things you did do, small and big. So many times we'll just celebrate like the really big accomplishments. But, you know, like we need to get into a practice of, and that's part of self-compassion is the practice of celebrating your small victories. You know, like I've gotten into the habit where like I'm celebrating if I've saved, you know, five dollars on something so i'm like look at me i just saved five dollars oh yeah i I love to celebrate (laughs) it's a small victory but you know what that five dollars can go to something else yeah so it's it's getting into that practice and as silly as that sounds that's the basis of self-compassion
0: i love that i love that Oh my gosh. Sorry. I I just get so into it because like the, the reality of life, the reality of being, becoming more successful and whatever facet of success you are trying to achieve. The reality is it's so simple. It's so simple. It's about just being like, like you said, being more present and aware of yourself and realizing that you are just doing the best that you can, you know, Mm -hmm. don't, don't beat yourself over for these, these small things, reward yourself every time. Like if you, if it's hard for you, to maybe even go out of your way and compliment someone on something that you appreciate. After you do that, you're gonna feel great. T- tell yourself that. Remind yourself when you go to bed at night, like you're saying, write down those things and then vocalize them because you need to hear that. You need to hear like, oh my gosh, you did a good job. Like that's, it's hard sometimes to go out of your way, and out of your comfort zone. You, you gotta reward yourself every now and then. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a right. bad thing. Right. Um, this idea as well as um, of isolation right? We find ourselves isolating ourselves. Can you expound more on that and how dangerous maybe that can be?
1: Yeah. Um, one of the ways that we will compensate for, um, feeling less than is, um, we, you know, pull into ourselves and don't, um, we don't share because either again, we're either we feel guilty about something, we feel shameful about something, or we feel like nobody's going to understand us anyway. So we pull into ourselves, and what ends up doing is that just allows for the cognitive distortions to keep growing. Yep. Because the more we're on our own and, and isolated and by ourselves, the more that cognitive distortion of nobody likes me, um, I can't please anybody anyway. Um, see I messed up and now I've let everybody down and it just festers and it grows yeah. and it becomes this exponential growth in the back of your mind um, and so it's really really important to um, to recognize that you're not alone you know there are so many people who have gone through similar experiences and if we just and, and, and the other concept is you know with with darkness comes light um, and with light comes darkness um, mm-hmm. it's, it's recognizing that they come together and so when something does it feel right or you need to talk about it? it's bringing it into the forefront and using your support system and talking yeah. about the things that have, have not they're the
0: same it. side of they're the, the, are two sides of the same coin. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel like it's, it's funny because I, I know so many people who do that. I fall into that myself, you know, where you just, you just feel like you're a failure and you just, mm-hmm. you feel like no one can understand what you're feeling at that moment. And so you shut yourself out. And that could be so detrimental, not only mentally, even physically, emotionally with your relationships, people, it affects everything. It's, it's this horrible domino effect. And it's such a small domino too. the reason you got depressed in the first place is probably because you just thought you failed when in reality it was okay, you know? And then what's happening, all these big things come, I've talked to people on the show who relationships were burned because of things like this. I was just
1: going to say that. I was just going to say that I find a lot of the people that I work with, relationships become a big issue because if you're not whole first, you cannot show up into a relationship whole. And what ends up happening is once again, you're trying to get somebody else to fill you up. And without a doubt that eventually crumbles. You've got to fill yourself up first.
0: And how many times do we feel like what will make us happy is getting into a relationship? Like if I I hope that the, that boyfriend or that girlfriend Mm -hmm. or the person I want to marry, I hope that they can make me happy. You know, I hope that they can get rid of all these things that are hard for me. But in reality, what are you really doing? You're bringing those things into that relationship. You need to figure those things out first, right? Because there's a book actually recently that uh I actually I'm not recently. Okay. We, I got married three years ago and we got this <laughs> book and we got married and right. it says marriage isn't for you. Right. And it, it, and I thought at first I was like, wait, marriage isn't for me. Like I shouldn't get married. Like, is that what you're trying to say? No, it's, it's saying that marriage isn't about you. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. about what you're bringing to the table for the other person. And so marriage relationships in any way, even not intimate, like relationships, even brother or sister or mm-hmm. friend relationships, you need to realize that like, you, this is about, other people as well you know Mm -hmm. and and you want to help bring value to their lives and and you don't want to just bring all these things and expect them to take those burdens away from you because that's never really going to happen instead you're just going to bring more heartache to yourself in the long run, right like we see that happen so many times
1: um i mean with relationships too i mean you're going to bring whatever stories you had into the relationship which is part of being in a relationship and being able to manage those those things but the issue I think really arises when we are trying to get the other person to fill voids.
0: Yes. That yes. You know?
1: And, and, and it goes to that Jerry Maguire quote, right? Wow. You complete me. And we're all like, Oh, that's such Oh, it's awesome. so, well, oh it's so beautiful. But there's a problem with that. Right? Like you yeah. can't have somebody complete you. You've got to be complete. And as you are complete with all of your quirks and problems and issues, you're still a complete person. You bring that to the table and that's, you know, you come as, two whole circles. Right. And then you, and that the other part is learning to become interdependent, not codependent. And a lot of times when we're living to other people's validation, we become codependent. And so then of course, toxicity grows from that. So it's learning to have these um, concentric circles where like they're overlapping and they have their relationship where it's the us, but then each side still has their own independence. Yep. So it's interdependent versus codependent.
0: I love yeah. that. It goes down, like it boils down, like those things will lead to like, if, if you are independent and not codependent, your love is going to be great. You know, like you with that other person, right. you're going to experience like a sort of happiness that just truly evolves um, right. over time. Whereas if you, you aren't like that, if you're codependent, you're, you're never going to feel like you're actually progressing towards anything. And right. And sometimes those relationships, like you said, can be toxic. They can be abusive and they can be, they will eventually become scars that just mm-hmm. like follow you for the rest of your life, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta think about this thing. And, and think about self-compassion like questions. If that's something you're going through, comp- self-compassion is at the crux of all of this, you yeah. know, yep. Being able to understand yourself, forgive yourself, be your best. I, these are, these are all the, the most important things you need to be hearing right now. Continuing on to non judgment. Can, mm-hmm. can you explain a little bit more as to what that is, what that entails?
1: Non-judgment or non-attachment?
0: Non-judgment.
1: Non-judgment. Okay. So non-judgment is um, hmm, turning off that inner critic, right? It's learning to, um, when you're facing something, not sitting there saying, I got to go fix this right now. Like not every problem requires you to go fix it. Sometimes there's an issue that pops up and it's, what can I learn from this? Um, And we are so quick to say, I did that wrong and now I have to go fix it. Yeah. What if just for a minute we said, Oh, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. What did I learn from it? Which is a totally different way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. Um, That's like total change in attitude if you can learn to do that. It's
1: it's turning the way you're looking at something and spinning it around, which again is how we deal with stress and overwhelm, is learning to think about things in a different way. And that's basically what we're doing with this is okay, X didn't go the way that I wanted to, but instead of sitting there going, well, you suck because of this and you're terrible at this and now <laughs> I've got to go fix this and you know, and the list can go on. Yeah. You're saying all right. What did I learn? You yep. know, what what can I take away from this?
0: Do you, this is an interesting question that just popped in my head. Do you <laughs> find that people who tend to be more judgmental, like outwardly more judgmental, do those people tend to be also judgmental inward, the ones who are more judgmental. It's, does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
1: Um I would say that A lot of people who are outwardly judgmental are, um, they project a lot. That's a lot of projection. Um, and I'm not saying that in a negative way because I've done it too. Like when I'm outwardly judgmental, it's because I'm projecting something that's going on in the back of my mind. I fully own it. I, I own it. Um, but it happens routinely. Um, you know, with my own kids, I see it when something doesn't go their way. Um, and they're frustrated and they're, they're inwardly having an issue, something is being judged on the outside. You know, they'll attack each other. You know, you're the stupidest brother <laughs> in the world and da, 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 you know, and, and it goes on Yeah, being judgmental about that other person because they've got their own issues going on inside. Yeah. So for sure. Do,
0: do you see that a lot in your clients at all? And is that something you try to help people realize as well? Like, Hey, this is the, maybe the reason you're seeing yourself like this is because you're, this is just a reflection of what's inside. Let's yeah. dig deep to that root. Yeah. You know?
1: And it and I always have to walk very carefully, right? Oh, yeah. Because it could be very, um, it's harsh. a thin thread, <laughs> it's very hard people to hear and see, but it's, it's taking them to realize, um, it's almost letting them see themselves, how they, that they're, they're victimizing themselves. You know, it, it's taking them into that position where they can step back and be like, Oh, oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, like, and let me step outside myself. And oh my gosh, yep. I have been seeing myself as a victim. What's my part in this? You know, when I'm being like this, what, where am I doing that to myself? How am I mirroring this to myself? And then it happens with relationships too. When we have an issue with our partner or a family member or a work, um, a, you know, a co-employee or a, a mm-hmm. boss, we, I generally will ask them, okay, well, how is that person mirroring back to you how you treat yourself and that question in and of itself allows them to see, oh my gosh, I'm being judgmental and that's yep. why they're doing it and I'm seeing it back. So I don't know if that totally answers your question, but I do no, think it does. that there's a lot that can be said about taking that pause to be like, okay, let me, let me be a third party and let me look at myself.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it's so hard to, cause like we, 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 kind of referred to earlier about taking off those blinders. Uh, we forget that we put the blinders on there to begin with, right? We are our own. We put the blinders on maybe society and systemically that we, that helps us put them on. And I think that's why it's so hard when, like you say, we're walking on a thin thread to take, it's because we're taking off those blinders for a little bit. And that's hard for people, you know, oh, yeah. to see really what's going on, like, that, oh my gosh. Like inwardly, this is how I am. I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, You exactly. <laughs> know, yeah, it's, it's exactly. difficult and some people can't cope. <laughs>
1: no, and they want to they run from it. They are just like, nope, nope, nope. It's that other person. They're like, give me those blinders person. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the whole point. And that's when, even when I'm working with people, it's, the, the people who I end up working with are the people who are ready. You know, they're ready yeah. and wanting to do that. And that's part that's of, awesome. you know, in terms of like entrepreneurship and the people who build their own businesses and like are striving for success and things like that. They, they're the ones who are open and willing to be like, I, I'm going to take this time to reflect. On myself, and yeah, it may not be comfortable, and it may be icky, but you have to get through the ick to get to the other side.
0: Yep, the icks. I like that. Get through the icks. You know that that should be the <laughs> title of something. I don't know what it is, but I like that. Um, this the, I, I love this topic because I, I feel like it, it's something that even resonate. It, it resonates with everyone, no matter how high you are on the scale of life. You know, like if you're like incredibly wealthy, for example, like you are not immune to being not self compassionate. I don't actually know how you would phrase that. Um, but you're not immune to this, but what we're talking about right now, everyone faces this, um, during their life. And this is something that, um, we need to learn to overcome. We need to learn how to face more than anything instead of avoid.
1: It's really funny that you say that because, you know, especially in like my world. Right. And you talk to people about building your business and they're like, Oh, well, who's your person? Like, right. Who's your client? Oh yeah. (laughs) My client are, are just people, people who, because we all have this inner critic. We all have the capacity to think that we have to meet someone else's expectations of us. And it's, it's people who are, you know, recognizing, Oh, I want to be my own like my own self leader, I want to let go of constantly living, they're tired, they're tired of constantly living to this external, you know, validation of who they should be or what they should do. And and they're exhausted by it. And so we all do it, we all end up in it. And we all need to learn how to just be a little more we're so some of us are so good at being compassionate to other people, you know, somebody else is feeling bad, we're like, we're right there to be like, oh, my gosh, and and you know you did this well, and you did this well, and, you, and we're so quick to that, but we're really slow when it comes to ourselves. So it's yep. learning to be like, oh, I just have to treat myself that same way. And on that point, some people will say, but isn't that selfish? And it goes Ooh. back to what you said about the oxygen mask. It also goes to um, this concept of how can you fill somebody else up if you're running on empty?
0: Yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. You can't. And, and this is literally self-compassion like what we're talking about right now this is the the beginning of truly opening up your path to finding fulfillment and finding your success in life because it's this it all starts with you you know Mm -hmm. it all starts with how you perceive the world perceive yourself and that will outwardly reflect on how everything's happening around you you know and so if you're in a situation where you're just kind of like man Um, everything sucks. The world is the worst. I I find myself in this rut all the time. I see cycles in my relationships. I see cycles in my workplace environment. Is it really everything else? Or is it also just kind of like how you've become, you know, and that's that moment of taking off those blinders and facing reality for a second and realizing, hold the phone. You are a big part of this, probably the biggest part of this really. And now you have a chance to make all the difference, to, to make a whole 180 degree turn. Um, yep. And I think that's why I totally appreciate people like you, Kamini, because we need more people um, spreading that message to the world. Because It's become so more, much more prevalent um, to, to, be, to, to compare yourself to other people, to get down on yourselves. Like you were saying before with social media, um, mm-hmm. it, you can be in your bedroom under your covers, not anywhere near people and still be near that. <laughs> You know, it's like, no matter <laughs> where you are, you can't escape.
1: Yep. It's <laughs> you very know? True. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways, I, I just, I love this, this topic so much. And, and questions, if you guys are finding value in this conversation, I plead with you, visit uh, comedy, go check her out. On, I think you're on Instagram, Facebook. She has um a website. Um, it, 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 Can you actually share all that information with us right now? The the website and... Sure. um. She has a, a book coming out too. Get excited about her because she's freaking awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank you. The uh, website is www.itsauthenticme.com. Easy. I am on Facebook. You can find me there. Again, It's Authentic Me. Instagram, same handle. It's Authentic Me. I've tried to be as consistent as possible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good branding. Good branding.
1: <laughs> um, and I do have a book that's supposed to be coming out in the spring. I'm excited about that. We're in the editing process right now. so That's awesome. Keep, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, and we'll obviously have all those things in the show notes too. That way questions you guys can go and follow her and make her a part of your day. It's so important to make things like social media places where when you open up, you see people like who we have on our show, like comedy wood. And you're like, Oh my gosh, today she just posted something. And this is helping me become more self compassionate in my life. You know, that's important. Um, don't let social media be something that's overrun with negativity in your life. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're, you're doing great, it wrong. Great. You need to get, uh, anyway, I love that. Um, so questers, um, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. This has been phenomenal comedy. Thank you so much, um, for being here with me, being a guest. Um, in fact, thank this is for, going to be my last. Thank week.
1: you for having me. Oh, no, thank you. This is,
0: the honor is all ours. And, um, if anything, this is, I like to ask people this question. It's so important to me, um, because, especially because so many people have uh, different perspectives and we have to combine those to make something more beautiful. Um, but if you could, if you had a minute to talk to everyone in the world and give them one real piece of advice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, what, would, what would you say?
1: Um, our past can shape us, but it doesn't have to define us. Think as I
0: can get it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, drop the mic. That's exactly <laughs> what people need to hear. I love that. Um, don't get caught up, you know, in the past, uh, think about who you are and who you want to become and, and you can mm-hmm. do it. You know, the future is yep. bright. The future is bright. I mean, I think people don't say that enough. Like no matter who you are, no matter in what circumstance you're in, the future yep. is bright. Yep. Make it, make it so do it, yeah. go for it. Um, anyways, uh, if you guys, if you guys love episodes like this, we come out with episodes every Thursday, probably by the time this is out, we'll be doing every Tuesday, Thursday. I've said that a couple of other episodes, um, but I really am so excited. Uh, make this a part of your week. Um, being inspired by people like comedy woods, a uh, comedy wood, sorry, not woods. We come out with an episode every Thursday. Uh, make sure to subscribe, rate us and oh, above everything, let us know what you think of an episode message us if you didn't like it especially message us because i want to become a better person in my life i want to find speakers um who are going to inspire and motivate you just like comedy is today and it's it's important that we're always trying to progress so um yep subscribe rate us and you guys have a successful day